You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You know, our friend Kevin Sheehan once wrote a letter to Norv Turner, then coach of the Redskins, offering his services as a timeout really? coach. For yes, real? Legit oh, yes. letter. Absolutely. Have you seen the letter? If I can get a copy of the letter, I will read it on the podcast. It'll be gold, and then Sheen will be mad at me, and then we won't be friends anymore. This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up, and let's go! Monday, November 20, 2023. It's Thanksgiving week. Good to have you on board for this short week. We got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We got Charch tomorrow, I believe. Don't hold me to that. We got Scott and Solly on Wednesday, and then that's it. We're out for the week. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Black Friday. We'll pick it up again on Monday. What about subscribers? Well, I guess this would be a two-podcast week for the freeloaders. And, of course, you subscribers will get Wednesday as part of being part of the 1% Zabe Nation, which is where I begin today. Dateline Lambeau Field. At Lambeau Sunday for the Packers win over the Chargers, 23-20. Did you leave early? That's a silly question. Of course I left early. You always leave early. But I'll get to that in a second. I met a lot of fans, a lot of listeners, a lot of people who've listened to me in various places, whether it's on the national show or shows over the years, various networks, Fox Sports Radio, Sporting News Radio, ESPN Radio, briefly, Yahoo Sports Radio, SB Nation Radio, Sirius XM, all these places. Many people listen to me on Bob and Brian for many a year, 
and many people are listening to me now on 97 through the game in Milwaukee, and many of you and some of you are devoted ZabeCast listeners. And for that, I cannot thank you enough. But what I'm meeting more and more now <laughs> is what I would just call a ZabeCast widow, which is a bit dramatic because they're not dead or their husband hasn't died, but they are the wives and the girlfriends of the men who love listening to me and listening to this podcast. For you ladies out there, and I've met a good number of you, God bless you. And I am sorry. (laughs) I am very sorry that you listen to me against your other choices in car rides, on vacations, all the time. You may not be sports fans. You may find me to be a bit of an obnoxious, potty-mouthed jerk. Or you may come to really become a fan yourself, (laughs) which I would say eight to nine out of ten of the Zabe wives or Zabe girlfriends, Zabe cast uh, widows, if you will, uh, have said, I've actually come to really enjoy your podcast because my husband, boyfriend listens to it all the time. You guys are so gracious to me and thankful. I am thankful for you allowing your husbands to blare this podcast uh, in your car on, like I said, all over the place all the time. And what blows me away is that so many of you come from so many different backgrounds, all ages, races, professions. And it, it always just blows my mind. I'm like, really? And they'll say, oh, I'm such a huge fan. I'm like, really? You? No offense, but you're not in my target demographic. We'll take everyone we can get, but that's great. But r- really? You? <laughs> you look way too smart to be listening to my jib-jab. It also kind of freaks me out that I sit here in front of a microphone in a studio or at a desk or wherever I'm doing the podcast and I put some thoughts down into the microphone and I send it out into the world. And I don't know who's going to hear it. I don't know what they're going to think. And if I really spent time thinking about that, I would be paralyzed. I'd say, um... Uh, Packers 23, Chargers 20. It was a good game. Both teams played hard. I I don't want to make any other assumptions or opinions off of that because I'd be too freaked out about, oh my God, what if somebody hears this? What do they think? What are they, you know, what's their opinion of me going to be? So to the Zabe wives, God bless you. And the Zabe cast widows, I'm sorry, but thank you for listening. And if you have become a fan and have learned a bit about sports along the way, then we're all better for it. And life, because there's always life mixed in as well. Cut to Alecoin 2.0? Question mark. So I'm wondering, is there a way, first of all, the Alecoin has become the stuff of legend. There was only 500 of these minted, And by minted, I mean ordered from a company in China that makes challenge coins, ball markers, and other such metallurgy. Only 500 of them were printed, and they were given out to the first 500 subscribers to the Zabecast. There has never been a second printing. I do not have a huge stash of them at home. I don't even keep the remaining 25 or 30 of them in a organized, closely guarded, or accounted-for case, safe, or box. They're just sort of in my desk somewhere. They're rattling around. And so I've thought about this. Many of you said, oh, I'm a huge fan now. I've been a subscriber since whenever. I just didn't get in on the first wave. I really want one of those. To which I say, well, it's the ale theory. You should just always leave early. Unless it's a playoff game or you don't have to be anywhere that night or the next day, i.e. a Saturday night game in which you're going to sleep in Sunday anyway, so who cares? Then you can afford to stay at the very end. But for the most part, you should always leave early. The coin is actually two-sided. Green side says ale, get out of here. Red side says stay. 
And of course, it's meant to be used only as a coin of last resort, where maybe you and your colleagues or friends or buddies or whoever are fighting. Should we stay or should we leave? And you can't convince them. You leave it up to the coin. You flip the coin. I flipped the coin, my L coin today, outside the trailer at Lambeau Field. I'm not kidding. Seven times in a row, like a referee, flip it, catch it, and then flip it over onto the back of your palm, open it up. Seven in a row, red, <laughs> stay. I kept, I kept flipping and going, okay, this has got to be a fluke. And another one. One of, the, one of my uh, longtime listeners and subscribers, very nice to introduce me to his uh, uh, family, his sisters. It was quite the excursion. Let me get his name up here. I did jot it into my phone. Uh, this would be Kurt Spat. From Sheboygan, Wisconsin, now lives in Punta Gorda, Florida, part-timers in Wisconsin. They've moved somewhere warmer. And his wife, Sandy, lovely, lovely family, lovely couple, lovely girl, lovely uh, sisters. Sandy's sisters were great. All Wisconsin girls. Uh, Good old Kurt says, oh, I'd love an ale coin. I just didn't get one. Do you know where I could get one? People say, how much can can I buy one? I'm like, you know, I don't know. There's only a few left. It was supposed to be just for the first wave, the most loyal and right there to help get the podcast up and running. But I looked at him in his sad eyes and his sad, tanned Punta Gorda face, and I said, here, you can have this one. So one less ale coin is out there, or one less ale coin is in my possession, in my control. Question, is there a way to do a second issuance? Should it be a slightly different coin? with an either-or sports or life proposition. How should it be done? I would never want to cheapen the loyalty and the first ones in uh, legend status of those who own this rare coin. But at the same time, I want to do something nice for those who have come in and followed afterwards. By the way, let it be noted, myself and Chris Broussard, we lost our ass on that Ale coin mailing. It was a debacle. Because the coin was hard and thick enough, it could not be dropped into a normal envelope. It had to be shipped in a small padded mailer. The rates on small padded mailers were almost every bit as expensive as a sizable package. And these were just premiums on top of, you know, like, oh, you subscribe, we'll send you a coin free of charge. It was a acquisition cost. We'd factor in the cost of the coin, but didn't factor in the shipping. And we had to go to like six different post offices to uh, process all these coins going out. So if we do do such a coin, we need a better way to do it. And I cannot lose my ass on it again. Cut three. Big Binoc energy. I was mocked resoundingly by my producer Josh, for bringing in a small, and I do mean small, pair of binoculars to the Packer game. I know that some fans do this on the regular. I typically do not. As I brought the binoculars in, he just kept giving me shit about it. But then the game started, and we were upstairs. We were up in the uh, suite level at Lambeau Field, which is the top rim of the stadium, but you do not feel at all at Lambeau Field, that you are way up on the top rim. You feel like, wow, these are great seats. I can see everything, and I feel like I'm right here immersed in the game. And then you look up, and you're like, oh, we're at the top, actually. There's nobody above us. But I had my binocs, and I started using them, and I instantly fell in love saying, oh, wow, look at this. Joey Bosa left the game on, like, the second play, basically, and – I'm down there looking at him with the binocs trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And then I started sending it back to Josh by just <laughs> being completely annoying, picking up my binoculars, looking down to the field and saying, oh, looks like, Lo- looks like Love got the start today. Yeah, they're starting Jordan Love. Okay. Yeah, during a timeout, uh, looks like they're getting water. Looks like the players are drinking uh, some, some water bottles down there. <laughs> and just on and on and on. But I've become a huge fan. When I was watching plays with the binoculars, 
I could see so much of the little stuff going on, the granular stuff going on at the line of scrimmage. The line play, the quarterback signals, the hand signals, positioning. It was amazing. And these were not even good binoculars. I now have big binoc energy. And I want the best binoculars that money can buy, asterisk. I'm not going to go too deep on the cost of these. And they cannot be so ginormous that they're used as sniper recon in combat missions. So if you have any suggestions for the best binoculars, and I get very easily confused on things like, well, this number references the magnification, this number references the field of view, and this one has a central focus ring that can help fine-tune the focus. I still don't quite understand why you have to hold your eyes at a specific but finicky distance from the actual binocular lenses themselves to get the best view, but I'm in. So anyone out there with big binoc energy, hit me up, zabe at yahoo.com. Give me a recommendation or two because I'm in. And then lastly, before we get to Andy Poley, and let me send him a quick text here because he's always so prompt, he usually texts me to go, are we going yet? Here, give me five. There we go. Just sent him a text. Last thing, Formula One. In the end, I watched the whole damn thing. Why? I've got no idea. Well, okay, let me amend this. I kind of watched the race. I listened mostly as I was hunkered down on my laptop, just kind of chilling out late on a Saturday night, um, enjoying one last cocktail for the road. You mean for bed? Yeah. Terrible way to go to sleep, by the way. But I'm listening, and, well, they said it was great racing. That's what the TV announcer said. This was top flight racing, they said in the end, despite all of the stuff that didn't go right with the course. The manhole covers that weren't glued down, that wreck practice, the dust that was on the track because they rolled out some vintage automobiles as part of the pre-race show and they promptly hemorrhaged oil onto the course that seemingly would be not ideal and then the cold temperatures that they were apparently unaware of when they decided to put the race at nearly midnight in the Nevada desert in mid-November that caused the tires to be very hard and not very grippy they said it was great racing I wouldn't know For those who love F1, good for you. I hope it was a good race. You certainly don't need me as a fan, and I'm not going to be a fan because F1 is on my list of, meh, I don't get it. It's like lacrosse. Meh, you can have it. Or MMA. I tried MMA. I think with MMA, I'm stuck on the fact that there doesn't seem to be any transcendent fighters whose names you can pronounce, that stay on top of the game for more than seemingly five minutes. Conor McGregor was the one guy, and so much of that was, you know, the character that he was, the foul-mouthed Irish character that he was. He was a good fighter, no question, but so I never really, MMA never took with me. Formula One is never going to take with me either, and I left the race with many, many questions, to which I tweeted, Watch the whole race, so many questions. One follower said, go ahead, fire away. And I just thought, I didn't respond, but I thought, nah. Oh, I got questions. I just don't need answers. I don't need the answers to all these things. But for those of you who love F1, I hope it was a good race. I do not think in a million years it was worth it for the good citizens of Las Vegas and the money spent and the disruptions caused but they bought, a, they bought a little matchbox race for 10 years in a row, and that's number one. So unless something happens, they're going to do this all over again next year and the year after that and the year after and the year. Hopefully they can refill the pools at the Venetian so the gondoliers can get off of welfare. Uh, it'd be nice if they replanted some fucking trees where they cut down the beautiful desert trees that were in front of places like the Bellagio and elsewhere, and the win. But um, I'm not counting on it. Coming up, Andy Poland, 
Harbaugh punts, who is Uncle T, and the Ron Rivera ride has hit rock bottom. You are listening to the Zabecast. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Well, I'd say this is a new low point, Andy, but (laughs) you never know when your team has only paused to change drill bits. The Washington Commanders get hammered by the New York Giants and sweet little Tommy DeVito, the mama's boy from Jersey, just running roughshod over the Commanders on Sunday. And I understand that Ron Rivera had another massive timeout brain fart in the game. It could be curtains. How you doing on this Sunday evening? 
Well, I would quote a noter from the past and saying, happy Thanksgiving. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> yes, right. How funny is it that Ron Rivera could get fired as soon as tomorrow, two days before Thanksgiving, uh, and yet his tenure began with a reference to happy Thanksgiving, which was an awkward faux pas by Dan Snyder because he's so afraid of microphones that was then spun wildly by Redskins PR into a, no, no, we meant that because that's when we first had conversations. Yeah, 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 that was a, or January 2nd, I believe, of 2020 when he hired Ron Rivera. Okay. And he said to the media, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, so where to begin on this? Is Ron Rivera's dismissal possible at this point? Oh, it's possible. I don't think it's likely. Um, because still- Why? Because there's six games to go, and I'm not sure what you accomplish in doing that. Um, you know, so you're you still start? on the square. You said this to me weeks ago. Yeah. The, the absolute putridity, if that's even a word, of the 31-19 beating at home was not enough to prompt new owner, uh, Mr. Harris, to go ahead and pull the trigger? Well, Ron Rivera is fired. There's, there's no question about that. I mean, he, he's dead not man go- fired. <laughs> dead man yeah. walking. Okay. Of he, he's not going to be the coach of the team next year. I mean, I, I bet the mortgage on that. So if that's the, the only- case, what's the justification for keeping him at this in point? That, in that you've got a national TV game coming up against the Cowboys. You've got, I don't know, two or three home games left to go. I mean, you, you just don't want to turn this into a complete mockery i mean right you, you, right, you, right, you, right you know you 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 can continue to talk <laughs> behind the scenes to people and get some ideas you know you you might even do what snyder has done before and bring in a consultant meaning somebody who can come in look at the roster and say what's salvageable for next year you could do that but uh in terms of and i i, I told you this before i've seen this when north turner got fired it's chaotic you got people who have certain responsibilities that are gone and it may not seem like a big deal, but you know, you got people who got to put 11 men on the field for special teams plays and coordinate the defense. I mean, you just can't, can't fire everybody. You got to have some people running the show. Yeah. Well, anyway, DeVito was 18 to 26 for 246 yards, three touchdowns, no picks and a rating, a passer rating of 137.7, even though he was sacked nine times. Yeah, I yeah. would defy you to go through a mountain of box scores and find a winning team whose quarterback got sacked nine times and then find me, if you find one or two, a team that won by that many points with a nine-sack day. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you could think of is they didn't keep track of sacks until 1982, so it's possible there right. was a game before that. But, yeah, I, I don't remember okay. anything like that. But I also don't remember a team turning the ball over six times and winning. It just is almost impossible to do that as well. Oh, they turned it over six times? Six? Six? How? The yeah. Giants turn it over six times? Oh, Washington. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. They turn it over six times. Sam Howell, back to the nightmare on Howell Street, 45 squeezes for just 255 yards. That's 5.7 per. That ain't no way to live, son, in the NFL. Plus three picks in the game. He was sacked four times, a rating of 62. And then there was a bunch of fumbles, I guess. Yeah, special teams. Uh, Brian Robinson had one. Yeah, they were just... Pringle, Rodriguez, Thomas. Fumble, 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 lost. They had a fourth fumble that was recovered. So there you go. It was bad. It was bad. And then to top it all off, there was no warm water in the locker room because of a plumbing issue. What a fucking dump FedEx remains under the new ownership. Well, I guess you could fault new ownership for not checking on the hot water. I guess that's fair. But, you know, I'm not faulting the ownership. I'm just saying the building must be deteriorating. Of course, it must be if, falling apart. If, if you if you don't take care of something for as many years as Dan Snyder didn't, this right. is what you get. Yeah, I was going to say it. It must be a horror show if you were to go in there with a bunch of building inspectors and they would say, "Well, this is going to need money because the previous owner spent nothing on it." 
Yeah, well they, well, they were, and, and they lied to you. They had railings collapsing, and they said, oh, yeah, that was because of X, Y, and Z. They had water spilling out of pipes. Oh, no, that's not sewage. That's rainwater. <laughs> that's rainwater, you know, right. Exactly. You know, so, and and the, the team president, who I think still has six games left this year, haven't heard from him in weeks. Jason Wright? Ghost? Yeah. Invisible. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of cleaning out done at the end of the year, maybe before then. Four and seven, uh, that's eleven games down, six more to go to wrap it up. How will you be as a fan for the rest of the year? Like I've been for the last twenty years. Well, let's see what happens next. You know, I I, I, I I've been on to next year for quite a while. I mean, I, I really didn't have any hopes for this year, and in fact, I didn't want false hopes. I didn't want them to win somehow ten games maybe even win a playoff game and bring Ron Rivera back. This is kind of what had to happen. Right. What would make you mad about the team still? Anything? It's going to take a while because I'm ready to accept new ownership. That's, that's the whole, this year, as bad as it's been on the field has been, you know, candy canes and lollipops (laughs) compared to what it's been. When was the last time you were mad at the team? Last time I was mad. It had to be the, when you and I were doing a show together. Yeah, probably. I'll tell you, there was there was a game during the uh, Joe Gibbs two era when um, who's the uh, who's the great Texas quarterback who played like his first game? Vince Young. Vince Young. Yeah, Vince Young beat them, and that's when I realized, oh no, this isn't really going to work out as well as I hope with Joe Gibbs too. Wow. And that's when I got mad. But that's. That's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Somebody tweeted me, apparently Rivera called a timeout on a third and 20 to avoid a delay of game. Well, no, this was at the end. They either were going to get the 10-second runoff. It was, it was 28 seconds left. Okay. So they were going to get the 10-second runoff, or they take the timeout and they preserve the clock. But, you know, it didn't really make much difference at that point. Although the, he did, I guess, throw a pick six after that. But, nah, I don't think that was a huge deal. Yeah, there there are, by the way, um, some coaching decisions about clock management that blow my mind. In the Nebraska-Wisconsin game, Matt Rule, former highly paid savior of the Carolina Panthers, since fired, back to college, Pretty good coach. You know, he's got a big lift ahead of him at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. He's sitting there, and he's driving for what could be the go-ahead and essentially game-winning touchdown on the road against Wisconsin, a team they haven't beaten in nine straight appearances, Nebraska, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's got a third and two from the plus 17. So that'd be down on their 17 driving. Third and two, 45 seconds left. And by some miracle, he's got all three timeouts in his back pocket. All three. So what do you do as your second down run leaves you with a third and two? What would you do at that moment? 45 seconds left, three timeouts at the 17. Let me burn one there. Yeah, Yeah. take one right now. Right now. Uh, Get organized. Keep as many future plays that we might need in our holster and get organized for a good third down play. What does Matt Rule do? Nothing. He lets the clock bleed out 25 disorganized seconds and then realizes, okay, shit, we're not, we don't have our stuff together. Now let's call a timeout. Yeah. So I think these coaches also get too worried about leaving any second left on the clock for the other team. Like, like, let's not score with five <laughs> seconds left because they could throw, throw a whole Hail Mary and beat us. Their quarterback, Purdy, runs for the first down on third and two. They're left with 13 seconds left now after burning timeout number two instead of 38 seconds. So the 25 seconds is three full plays. And they throw one pass out of the end zone on first down and then have to kick a field goal, go to overtime, and lose. And Matt Rule gets to take home one unused timeout in a styrofoam box like a fucking moron. Many Nebraska fans were like, thank you. Thank you for saying this. One fan, however, said, cool, you're bringing NFL logic to college football. Not a thing. (laughs) Now, I know last week their quarterback threw a pick at the end zone that cost him the game late going for the win. 
But well, shit, man, you can't live in your fears. You got to live in your hopes and dreams. You have to be like Herm Edwards. We came, we play to win the game. Anyway, you know the lost. explanation I heard on this? This I forget who said this, but he said, coaches and players don't watch football like we do. No. They watch tape. They don't. And, and they don't understand how we on the couch are looking at the clock in the little box and saying, you better use the timeout here. You know, and they don't think that way. We have seen through mountains and mountains of games over years and years and years, you know, sometimes shoveling three games at once, Andy, into our eyeballs. (laughs) Ding, ding. (laughs) We have seen pattern recognition of situations, time, clock, distance, strategy, etc. And so we have a good pattern recognition as fans. The coaches don't because they're immersed in it. But anyway, they'll they'll some are better than others. But Matt Rule, you are a moron. Anyway, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say, do you think that there will ever be a coach who would have the chutzpah to say, "Yes, we have hired Steve Zabin to be our timeout coach because of his vast experience and the multiple <laughs> TVs in his basement, which have given him the background in, to make these kind of calls." In a million years, no. But I can <laughs> say this: they do a lot better with me holding yes. their timeouts for them than they are themselves. You know, our friend Kevin Sheehan once wrote a letter to Norv Turner, then coach of the Redskins, offering his services as a timeout really? coach. For yes, real? Legit oh, yes. letter. Absolutely. Have you Absolutely. seen the letter? If I can get I a copy not. of the letter, I will read it on the podcast. It'll be gold, and then Sheehan will be mad at me, and then we won't be friends anymore. Well, I, I, he, uh, he has said it, and I think I've heard Scott Van Pelt <laughs> His buddies say that he has seen the letter as well and, and confirms it. Uh, dear Norval, yeah. my name is Kevin Sheehan. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to other news. It looks like Michigan is in deeper shit than we thought. Because yep. prior to Friday's big legal showdown for the stay of Harbaugh's suspension, Michigan said, Ah, uh, you know what? Never mind. Coach Harbaugh will take that three-game suspension. We'll take our chances with Coach Tears and Expletives against Ohio State a week from yesterday. So they're going into this without Harbaugh because the Big Ten got information, provided it to Michigan, saying, look, we know that there was an outside booster who is just described as Uncle T that financed this whole skunk works and one of your coaches tried to destroy evidence as soon as we started to investigate they've since by the way fired that coach right how deep will this go and does harbaugh survive in 2024 oh he won't be at michigan in 2024 will he coach in college next year will he coach in college again Probably not. I think okay. he's about 60. I so, think his, so his college career is over because of something that they probably did not need. Might okay. have helped him, but this is an incredible self-immolation of what was a lucrative and pretty successful coaching career. What happens if they win the national title this year? With him on the sidelines? Yes. It's tainted. So what? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. These these vacated titles, nobody cares. Michigan will have its title. So they will keep him next year, even though he could no, be no, suspended. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, 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 okay. No, they'll have their national title, and he'll be in the pros, and he'll say, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what happened. I uh, I left that school in uh, on January the 8th or 9th, whatever it is, and uh, took this job with the Bears. Okay. I mean, it to me, it's – pretty obvious that Michigan will never get to enjoy, even if they get lucky enough to run the table. I don't think they're good enough to do it. Uh, They will not get to enjoy a clean national title. It will always be shrouded and hung with an asterisk. And Harbaugh's college career is over because he's at the now show cause level of being hired by somebody else. I was at the Michigan-Maryland game, by the way. And uh, if you watch... It, well, it was a beautiful day. Uh, my friend had unbelievable seats. We were on the 50-yard line. Nice. Right by the Michigan bench. Did anyone dare to stand up in front of you and not sit down, which is the last well, time you were at uh, 
Terrapin Stadium or whatever they call it. was the last time. Burn. Just, just, for, just for the record, it wasn't that he was standing up. He was standing on the seat. It wasn't <laughs> that he was standing up. That's okay. He stood on the seat. I did not know that, Wrinkle. That's unacceptable. It was. And they told me he could do it. Well, then I would have pushed him off. Well, then I would be arrested for trouble. assault. <laughs> yeah, right. Fight. Okay. That was not going that far. All right. So, uh, you know, Maryland, I told people, I said, Maryland's sticky. They're not going to win this game, but they're a sticky out in terms of a team. And sure enough, if it weren't for like two fumbles that got returned for touchdowns, I think Maryland outscored Michigan offense to offense. Did they not? I believe they did, but but the way this game was going in the early going, they had a strip sack for a touchdown, and then they blocked the punt, and the Maryland guy had enough sense to kick it out of the end zone for a safety. But to, to Leah Tungavialoa, the younger brother, was running for his life. It, it to me, looked like a, a you know a 55-7 to seven kind of game and uh, never got to that. Maryland, Maryland stayed yeah, in it. It was, it was close to the end. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what do you think is the most likely outcome? Do you think Michigan can get to the college football playoff with their assistant coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, th- I they think are they five- can beat Ohio State at home, yep. and I think they'll win the Big Ten championship, and they'll get in the Final Four, and they may even have a chance to win it. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites against Ohio State, yeah. and they would face I- they're going to face Iowa in the Big Ten title game. That's going to be a <laughs> fucking layup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and away we go from there. Uh, right. Elsewhere in college football, the Caleb Williams era it at USC has ended with a whimper, not a bang. Yep. UCLA right. ran him out of their own building, and he's off to the pros where I guess he'll still be the one-slash-one come late April. Yeah, these, these kind of things, I think of like Ryan Leaf. People just ignore a lot of stuff. They'll, they'll, they, and, and all the the guys who analyze quarterbacks, they've been in love with him for a long time. They, I mean, he's the next Patrick Mahomes as far as they're concerned. So he's going to be number one. Hugely disappointing career, though, in well, college. Well, hugely disappointing. Yeah, you know, I guess if you go to the Big 12 championship last year, the Pac-12, and then this year with Lincoln Riley. Get worse. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, what? No, I mean that that was the duo that was supposed to ride off into the sunset, like you know, like not Butch and Sundance they got killed, but I guess they are Butch and Sundance, <laughs> right? That, you know, because that that is an unbelievable collapse. Well, I mean, look at where the college football season started. Deion Sanders, they got housed again over the weekend. Yeah, he wasn't so, screaming about receipts, and he wasn't yeah. berating media members, asking, "Do you believe now?" This is yeah. why a lot of people don't like Dion and hate the media because the hype preceded actual results. Right. We right. live in a sports world that is rampant and drenched in fucking hype and bullshit, and we want something real, and we want to applaud and admire those who achieve and results, and now that doesn't get any attention. Right. We also don't want to say, oh, let's see how the rest of the movie turns out. We, we want to make snap judgments. Oh, Deion's going to the Cowboys next year. Everybody in college football needs Deion Sanders. Did and you write now, any big checks on what he was going to be? No, no. Okay. I, I, I thought he had a good – I think he has a good system, and I think he can have a good uh, team next year at Colorado. I think he'll get guys going there, but it's not like he's revolutionized the game. That, that hasn't happened yet. Okay. Which brings us to our last topic. Aaron Andrews. Or no, Carissa no. Thompson. Carissa yes. Thompson and the bombshell revelation on Thursday on Pardon My Take that she would at times in her former sideline reporting career just make up quotes from coaches when they wouldn't have a moment to talk to her coming out of the locker room. You've called for her to be fired. Should have been, yeah. But she appeared that night on Prime, and then she put out some kind of cockamamie statement on Friday about how she didn't use her words right. Um, But then Fox didn't do anything either. She appeared on Sunday Fox, and I guess they're looking at this like, okay, it'll blow over. Just, you know, sit down, take a few punches, and uh, we'll move on. I think that's what they're Do you really believe that that role is actual J journalism, not even big J, but even little J 
journalism? Okay. Lisa Salters, who is a former ABC News reporter. Right. Uh, and had to deal with a life and death situation with Mar Hamlin last year. Yeah. At times, you do have to become an actual journalist reporter. And if you got some woman who doesn't do it anymore because, oh, that job's in the past. That's beneath me. I'm a big star now on Fox. And, yeah, it was so silly. I used to just make things up. That's idiotic. That's wrong. She just dumped on a lot of good people in her profession, and she should have been fired. I agree it was a dumb thing for her to say. I'm shocked that that big cat and PFT commenter actually ran with it. I thought they would have said, you know what, Carissa, we're going to do you a huge favor. We're not running that because here's why. You're going to get crucified. They don't do that. That's not what they're, that they're there to make a splash. They're, I guess yeah. so. And she and she wanted to be one of the boys there. Hey, let me tell you this, fellas. Let me tell you how silly that job used to be. You know, they had me out there on the field with a microphone, and I'm supposed to talk to these coaches. Now, the other side of it is you hear things like, you know, they were they some of the coaches made comments to her that were, you know, sexually harassing and so forth. That's wrong too. But but you don't you don't dump on your whole profession by te- by saying, oh, it's so stupid. I could just make it up. So question then if this is an actual journalist position why aren't the best in the biz like don van atta and uh seth uh mark uh Abraham. yeah Abraham. why 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 are they not on the sidelines why well, is this why is this job populated by approximately i've not done the research but i would stand by this 97.2 percent of attractive, low BMI females under the age of 40 if it's a journalist position. Why, Andy? Pam Oliver is over 60. She's been doing it for a long time. And Outlier. I think she's good. And, no, does, she used to be on the number one team until they decided that Aaron Andrews was hotter and they put her on there. Uh, Armin Katayan is an award-winning journalist. He used to do it for CBS. Used to. Evan, what's that? You're saying you're say, used to. Right now, I can count almost on one hand. Tom Rinaldi is the fourth voice on the A-team on Fox, gets very few reps. I don't know why they've got him on there behind Aaron Andrews. Uh, Evan Washburn is another male sideline reporter, and Mm -hmm. I can't even think of a third right now. Okay, but but are they all just on there because they're eye candy? Tracy Wolfson is very attractive, but we've met her, and I've seen her at work. She works very hard, and she does a good job. That's not, that, not my question. My question is, if it's a journalist position, why aren't they hiring journalists to do the job? And by the way, have you seen the list of things that they're not allowed to report on per NFL rules? Somebody printed that on Twitter, and I'm like, holy shit, they can't talk about anything on the sidelines. Well, that's part of the, that's part of the NFL. The, the, in fact, the, the whole NFL sideline reporter, I think you can look this up, I bet it's less than 30 years old. I bet, I bet we've not had sideline reporters for 30 years, whereas in college, it was started by Rune Arledge in 1974 when he hired Jim Lampley to do it. And Arledge's plan was to have an actual in-college student do it. And uh, and he was going to have, you know, rotating guys for different games. And they had some tryouts, and he realized he was having trouble finding anybody who was good enough to do it. Lampley was a graduate student, and uh, he hired him, and, you know, the rest is history. But I think college had it for a good 25, maybe 30 years before the NFL said, okay, we'll do it too. Yeah. Well, all I know is this. It was a dumb thing for her own career and her own reputation, and you shouldn't make shit up from the coaches. You should be specific and say, he wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. But it, right. it is far from the high crime against journalistic integrity that you and others are making it out to be. With, but, all, but due, also, with all due respect, Andrew Poland. It, it also is dumping on the whole journalism profession. And, and it's saying, because a lot of people don't trust what journalists say. And this right, is but a, can, this... you, can you pick perhaps more worthy targets of your journalistic rage, like when Adam Schefter is revealed to have run a story by the very person he was reporting on saying, how does this look to you? Yes, or him stealing are... Jason Pierre-Paul's medical records in a HIPAA violation. True. 
but that was also in pursuit of doing his job as well as he could. The other one, the, okay. the first example you gave was not as, 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 as not the same as the second one All right. to me. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, the uh, Bills have just wrapped up their crushing of the Jets. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to start practicing again on December 2nd. I don't know if there's going to be much of a season left for, for the Jets at that as, point. As Pedro <laughs> said, for who? For what? They're, they're dead. They did break a touchdown streak. They missed the extra point. They broke a touchdown streak of, I think, 44 straight possessions without a touchdown with Zach Wilson at the helm. Oofa. Well, he's talking. Last I saw, the, the target date is Christmas Eve when they're going to play the Commanders. That's two, <laughs> that'll be two dead teams walking. I mean, who wants it? Who cares? All right. Andy, is always a pleasure, my friend. You have yourself a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk next week. Very good. As uh, Dan Snyder said, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> indeed. Thank you, Andy. And thank you for listening to the Zabecast. We are going to get through this week lickety-split, and we're off to be with our families and loved ones and to once again be thankful we live in such an abundant sports world, and I am thankful that the sports topics – and material now is so rich and plentiful. The the lean, dry summer months of what am I going to talk about today, long gone. Because I have a list here of things that I didn't get to today. But hopefully I will tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday. And we will see you next time. Have a nice day. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.